So, we're joining together to celebrate 15 years. Richard um, Forster, he wrote a book called The Celebration of the Disciplines, and he wrote this. It's celebration that fuels our journey along the way through the struggles and trials. And so stopping to celebrate, stopping to remember is really vital. It's really important. I don't know if you've ever done a bit of a search around the word kind of remember in Scripture. But when you do, it's a busy search. Remember what God has done. Remember God's faithfulness. Remember the promises he has made to you. Remember the promises you have made to God. Remember to keep his commands. Remember the story of God's people. Remember his grace. Remember his body. Remember his blood. Remember to praise God. Remember to keep his word close to your heart. Remember the poor. There are so many things that God wants us to remember And today, we are so grateful that we have so much to remember, that we can celebrate a story that God is writing and look forward together. And we are so thankful and grateful to God that he has called us as a church even to exist. He clearly spoke to us by giving uh, giving us a dream. David had a dream uh, years and years ago about a blueprint for this church. He's up at Marley Hill this morning, by the way, if you're wondering where he is. He's up there celebrating with, with those guys. That God has established us and God is leading us. And today, this year, the thought of celebrating, I think, is really, really special one. And I pray that our 15th birthday celebration today will be like fuel to us. As we remember and as we celebrate and as we look forward to what the Lord is doing in and through us as a church. So the way that we're going to do it is we're going to kind of build on what David spoke about last week and hear from different people along the way. We're going to worship together and we're going to worship um, using songs that have been birthed in the church They're songs that reflect what God has been doing in our midst, and we're going to use those to come together and worship in a while as well. We've got the two picnics going on as well. And for those of you who are joining online, we've got kind of a birthday Zoom at 11.45. And if you haven't done that before, haven't been on that call, the details are online as well. So last week, David introduced this phrase. It's a phrase that captures our focus and our vision, really. And, it's, and it is that we are a church. We are, as a church, practicing the way of Jesus together for the renewal of the city. Practicing the way of Jesus together for the renewal of the city. All we are, as a church, can kind of almost be filed into this phrase somewhere or other. And everything we're going to do will equally come from it. It describes what we're about. So we thought we'd use this phrase as a a framework to celebrate today. But before Caroline unpacks the first part, practicing the way of Jesus... I want to read part of a very old email to you. This, the 12th of September, is actually 15 years to the day that we had our very first meeting in our front room, and there were six of us. And um, every month, I sent an email back to friends at Trent Vineyard and around the country who were praying for us and cheering us on. And I wrote this. This was uh, seven days after our first meeting 15 years ago. We're settling in really well up here in Newcastle, surrounded by the most friendly people you could ever meet. 
We've been busy in the town centre, giving away chocolate and chatting with people. That has gone down really well. The flower seller even gave us a bunch of flowers on Saturday. We have the privilege of praying for some people since we arrived, and we seem to have a new mindset. Almost, we feel like missionaries to this area and are keen to take every chance to talk about Jesus and show his love in whatever way we can. We had our first meeting last Tuesday, which went really well. There were six of us, and we focused, uh, uh, and we focused on laying our lives before God for him to use us as individuals and as a group, however he wants. The Holy Spirit was moving, and I think preparing us very exciting. We have our next meeting tonight, so please pray. We're explaining a bit about the vineyard history and how we came to be here, and generally what our vision is. We'll expand on that in the coming weeks. We really want to see more of what God is doing so we can join in. Please pray that we will see and be obedient. Caroline. Hello, good morning. <laughs> it's uh, lovely to be here. So Nick asked me if I would talk a little bit about um, the phrase practicing the way of Jesus. When I hear that phrase, I think where my mind goes, I kind of think about the things uh, that Jesus did and all the stuff we can read in the Gospels, the healings, the miracles, the amazing um, things that he taught. And uh, as Nick said, I'm sure you know, we are a vineyard church and we have a really rich heritage as um, part of the vineyard, which is a worldwide movement started by John Wimber. And we really believe in those gifts of the Spirit and we really believe in practicing the things that Jesus did too. But also, over the last couple of um, years in our church, we have um, talked a lot and we thought a lot and we've spoken a lot about one of the ways of practicing the way of Jesus is to really look at the life of Jesus and look um, at the importance that he placed on really slowing down to be with his heavenly father. The time he went up on the mountain, the times where he sat and he was quiet and he was still and he prayed and he listened to the voice of the Holy Spirit directing him in his everyday life into all the different things that he did. And we have taught and all and recognized the importance of that, of the Sabbath and of stillness and quietness. And there's a really um, brilliant verse in John 15 where Jesus promises that if we slow down enough in our own lives to be with God, to listen to him, to be quiet, to pray, to pour out our heart and to read his word, then we will produce great fruit. John 15, 5, Jesus says... I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So we've really been thinking about how important it is to allow God to fill us with his presence, to be dependent on him, to let him into the very depths of who we are so that we become more like Jesus in who we are so that we can practice the way of Jesus through what we do, but also um, through who we are. And I came across a fantastic um, course that's come out of um, New Life Christian Fellowship Church over in New York City. And 
a while back now, I thought this is something I really, really love the church to kind of take a hold of. And it's called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. So I bought this course and the end of last year, I did a little pilot um, with our life group. And I've had so much fantastic feedback from it. So in a few moments, Bambi, if Bambi wants to come up now, I'm going to ask her um, some little questions about how she found that. We then also took our... um, community pastors and our pastors through the Emotionally Healthy Spirituality course. It's all about slowing down and really letting God come into the very depths of who we are and transform who we are. And just last week, we um, launched um, with a little group, the Emotionally Healthy Relationships course, which is kind of part two. So I'm going to ask Bambi. We see Bambi up a lot, but we often don't hear her speak. We just get to hear her sing beautifully. So today we get to hear her speak as well. So so Bambi helped um, helped lead on this course. But Bambi, can you tell us what did you personally find most helpful about doing the Emotionally Healthy Spirituality course? I think for me, doing the course, I realized that actually my spirituality and my emotional health are not like inextricably linked they are linked and just being able to understand that it's okay to kind of feel the different feelings that I feel and the things that I go through because we we learned that you know Jesus went through the same thing so to be able to kind of you know see that those two things are are linked was was really good so what were some of the main things that God taught you about himself and about yourself through taking part in that course I think what God taught me about himself is that he is he's always he's always there in that he taught me about myself is that I don't like to be still I don't like to stop um I'm always kind of filling time with with doing doing things it's sort of in my nature and in my job that's what that's what I do I try and fix things all the time but actually when I stop he will always be there and he's always ready to give me um to fill me up and yeah to give me knowledge wisdom that kind of thing so would you recommend it to other people absolutely brilliant (laughs) (laughs) so i asked someone else who went on the course as well and i said can you tell me a kind of what you thought of it and this person said i really like the ahs course i like that you're encouraged to spend quality time with god And it's got me into a habit of being silent before him, which I didn't do beforehand. It feels strange now not to do that. I like the openness and honesty of the course and the testimony of how people's lives have been changed. I can relate to all the real stories. There are so many disagreements, fallouts and misunderstandings in life and many happen in families and churches. The sessions tackle these issues, encouraging me to learn about myself, the way I think and relate to others and my reactions. It's very personal and practical. So that's one of the things. We do many, many other things in church um, about practicing the way of Jesus. And this term, there's going to be many um, different life groups and different courses and there's fantastic teaching. And, but this is just one of the ways. So I'm really hoping that in January um, and kind of going forward on a yearly basis to have the Emotionally Healthy Spirituality running once a year and then the Emotionally Healthy Relationships. And I would love to see as many people in church join in with that as possible because I think it's really, really transformational to helping us to practice the way of Jesus.
Sorry, just... Is that off? Okay. <laughs> Great. So, I'm going to go back. Slick operation here, the vineyard. Anyway, so, October the 24th. Praise God. We have now had five Tuesday evening meetings. Tomorrow we're expecting 12 or 13 people. It's been great fun for us to share the vision God has given us and encourage people to worship God with everything. We're planning to hire a small venue and start doing something on a Sunday night so that midweek can really look and feel like a small group without anyone having to give a talk. We think coming over to our house isn't easy for everyone and somewhere more neutral would be better for people who are just looking and thinking about Jesus. In the coming weeks, we also plan to multiply and run two groups. We hope that around Christmas, we can hand over the leadership of one and start another. So please pray for us as we train new leaders to find a suit and find a suitable venue and think and pray about exactly what to say or do, etc. <laughs> Hang on a minute, yeah. We are, we are waiting for the go-ahead to decorate the room of a family who've just been granted asylum here. I'm hoping to do the nursery. Next Tuesday, we're going to give away 300 parcels of sweets with a card saying, no trick, our treat. We just want to show God's love at Halloween. We stole the idea from Leeds Vineyard yesterday. It's a good one, don't you think? Please pray for the people we meet and that it will be really great to do this as a group. We continue to give away chocolate in the center of town. Next time, we're hopping over the bridge to do the same in Gateshead. Please pray. As a group, we're having lots of fun and hanging out socially. To us, it feels like a team, lots of different gifts and skills. I've, I've enjoyed reminiscing. It's been funny hearing my voice from 15 years ago, but this is who we are. We want to hear the voice of God and move on. One thing that um, was just going to be included in what Caroline shared was a short video of our children sharing about how and what God is doing in some of them. So we'll just play a quick snap of that and then we're going to come on to the together of what I want to celebrate this morning. trying to get closer to God like I've sensed angels and things like that. Right now God is giving me wisdom from his word that I can then apply to my relationships and be able to make peace within my family and my friends. He's protecting me from things that I'm going through. Um, I'm grateful for him because I can go to church and see my friends in church and go to school and see my friends in school because for a while for two months I had to do schoolwork. Can people feel happy? Oh. Well he's trying to um he's trying to get he's trying to encourage me to um do something he's trying to encourage me to um to put my hand up when I need it that I just really think I should do that and I'm a bit scared and God's helping you with that right now uh -huh. brilliant I think that at this stage God is showing me that I can be strong physically and spiritually a long time ago 
I never really liked running. I didn't even like waking up to run. But over time, God showed me that he's so powerful and he's so strong. He can do anything. He gave me the strength now to wake up three times a week to run. And every day, every single time I run, I admire his nature. Just a few days ago, I even saw the sunrise, which was so overwhelming to know that God loves us to give us that gift. Young and old, we are all on this journey of, of longing to practice the way of Jesus together. It's always for us been, do, been about doing life and being church together. Together on mission, together expressing and extending the kingdom, together learning, together serving, together worshipping, together going deeper into God's word, together in prayer. Together, making more space uh, to, and expanding so that more people can experience the together of who we are. And then um, this morning, I just wanted to um, quickly interview uh, Patrick and Melissa, if they want to just jump up. Uh, they've joined us very recently, and I uh, just thought it would be really good to have them come join us. Oh, the girls are staying put, drawing. Oh, they're very good. Great. If you need to move that, feel free. So this is Melissa and uh, and Patrick, and uh, you may or may not have met them, uh, but they have been uh, here. I'll not steal what you were going to say, actually. But you've spoken to me before about how the kind of the together and being able to be here together with others, how that has been for you. So I really wanted everyone else to hear some of that as we celebrate this morning. So can you just share kind of who you are. Tell us a little bit about you, if that's okay. I'm Patrick, this is Melissa. Uh, we're from Australia, but please don't hold that against us uh, too much. Um, we, we're just out to Newcastle for a year. Uh, we got delayed a little bit because of COVID, uh, but I came out here for work. So I'm a surgeon from Australia working at the RVI um, with the esophagogastric unit there. Um, Melissa's a GP um, back home, but uh, not working this year. Well, not not working that capacity this year. She's working very, very hard, but um, with our two daughters, uh, Esther and Shiloh, that are over there. I'm just going to take, should we take this down, Kev, so that we can move? Thank you. There you go. No, it's all right. Oops. There you go. That'll make it a bit easier, isn't it? <laughs> Wonderful. So, how did you actually find this church, Life Vineyard, in the middle of a pandemic and moved from one country to another. How did you find us? So we arrived in Newcastle late April and we're just settling in into our new neighbourhood and our new home with our kids and whatnot. And uh, we knew we needed to find a home church pretty quickly. That's our habit. We've been moving around um, to different cities and countries the last three years. So we knew finding a home church was very essential. Um, and we first tried, um, we found a church near our house that had a face-to-face -face meeting and it was a short walk, so we tried that out. But we just didn't feel it was the right fit for our family at that time. Um, so the following weekend, we thought, you know what, let's try a different church. And it... well, well, initially, I think we tried a different church and when we clicked on it, it was shut. And so we looked on Google oh, Maps yes. and then it had uh, Life Vineyard Church just at the end of our road. Um, but that didn't exist anymore. But then there was this one, which was linked to that one. So we came. And I think it was the first face-to-face. -face yes. It was mid-May, I think it so was. Yeah. We sent you on a bit of a hunt 
And uh, I'm sure that's all updated now and fine. <laughs> the pandemic was a bit mad for everyone, wasn't it? Let's face it. So you, you rocked up here on our very first face-to-face -face back meeting um, and you, you managed to find us and that's fantastic. How, since you've arrived, how have you kind of felt connected with others, you know, in the church and how has that, that journey been for you? Because we are... You know, we all have been so behind our plan to make room for more, <laughs> to be in places where people can come and be a part of the church family. So how has it been for you to be connected and how do you feel the kind of togetherness that we're kind of celebrating this morning? Mm -hmm. Oh, um, I think um, the past few years for us, we've been moving around a lot. And when we go to other churches, um, we, we sort of know we're only going to be there temporarily and I think the churches often know we're going to be there temporarily and so it's, it, it always felt like we were visiting a church and that it was a, a temporary thing. Um, but we really felt within the first, really the first week, um, this actually felt like our church um, and that we were actually part of this church rather than visiting it, um, which we haven't really had for quite a few years, which was which is really nice. Um, we also felt that everyone was so welcoming, and it was a it really felt like a genuine sort of uh, uh, meeting of people, um, rather than kind of a. It didn't it didn't feel like there was a corporate meeting, and they decided these four people were going to be the welcoming people, and you're going to say these things, and it just felt like a, a real a real church, I guess. Um, not not the others weren't real churches, but a real sort of <laughs> you know. I'll just, I'll stop digging. I, I will take that for me, yes. Uh, and I just wanted to add um, how, uh, following what Patrick said, we just felt at home, even from our first visit, which in the past we kind of had to go a few times and think, you know what, I think we'll stay here. But when we left on our drive home, we were like, yeah, we can stop looking for churches now. I think we found our, our home church. And I just wanted to also uh, honour Lucy Gilbert, who on that first day, took my number and said, you know what, let's do a play date, you know, I'll catch up and, you know, we'll, we'll catch up together because she also had little Asha, only little Asha at that time. Yeah. And the next day, you know, she, um, actually, no, on that same day, she sent a message to make sure I didn't send her a bogus number. And, uh, and that week we met up and we had, uh, we've had a few play dates now and, um, and, you know, we've had lots of stories like that with um, Cleone and Christiani, for example, and yourself and David. So, um, yeah, and we still look forward to more connections that we can make in the next few months before we have to have back home next year. Yeah. Thank you both so much. You've put it in words brilliantly. Thank you so much. So, together. And I have to share this, this photo of a picture that um, Faye drew a few weeks ago. Sorry, Faith. Faith is seven years old, and she drew this picture. It was the first time that she and her family were back in person to church, and it'll come up on the screen now. It says, we are back to church now. Yippee! Woohoo! <laughs> and this picture, when I saw it, it really moved me. You know, that, that is the, the kind of the emotion and the expression of a seven-year-old child at being back and being together. And we want to celebrate that together today. And I think Faith has helped with that lovely picture. Being together is something we're really celebrating this year in particular. And for our children, they seem to have grown like grass. You know, one walks past you and you think... Oh, <laughs> wow, I think that's, that's you. You didn't look like that a while ago. Uh, and it, we want to celebrate that biblical truth that we are a body, that we are family together. 
together. And we're celebrating that today. Together for the renewal of the city. This is November 2006. Thank you for all your prayers. We've seen God answer so many. Since I last wrote to you, we've decorated two bedrooms, laid laminate floor, given furniture, clothes, bikes, and toys to a family who are seeking asylum here. It was such a blessing to the family. Many of the people involved with the church plant got fully on board, and we were able to show real generosity to them. They've invited us all back for a dinner party with real Mongolian food when they're settled. Thank you for your prayers about the sweet giveaway on Halloween. We gave 200 parcels of sweets to the homes surrounding ours. People I met are now are still talking about it. Funnily enough, another church did a similar thing around here last year, but this year couldn't, so they were so pleased for us too. We're making Christmas hampers for an Ethiopian family who are also seeking asylum. The mother has AIDS and is very poorly. As a group, we feel privileged to have heard about this family and we're looking forward to showing God's love to them. Please pray for them. I think what we do will be a real witness to the charity that is supporting them. They're expecting us to buy a few mugs or something. Little do they know. We're having a lot of fun together as a little church plant, meeting for small group and to pray for the people of our region. The group is really coming together as a team with so many different gifts and personalities. We love being part of them and we thank God that they feel at home and are loving doing this stuff with us. God sent us um, before day one with a dream to see life and renewal across the region, wherever you are, wherever we are as church community. And over the years, God has guided us and God has led us, and we can see and celebrate more examples than I can mention this morning of God bringing his presence, bringing his help to the people of the Northeast through the existence and through the generosity of Life Vineyard Church. And so here are a few voices on that. I'm going to start by um, talking to Freya. Hi there, banana-eating little boy. Welcome as well. Now, I don't know if we need to move this a little bit. There we go. Happy? Yes. Nice to see you. (laughs) So, Freya has been around a very long time. I don't want to make you feel old. (laughs) Ages. She's been around for ages. And over the years, um, Freya's been really super involved with this part of who we are, the renewal of the city in so many ways. And I've been reminiscing this week and looking through photos. I've got a photograph, right? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. This is a photograph. Freya's garage, it will come up now, was basically our first place where we stored anything. And I don't know if you remember, but this, we're very excited. We had a pallet of toiletries uh, delivered. A pallet, I tell you, not just bags. This was our first pallet. And it was such a moment I took a picture. And that little girl there who was in her first year at school now has her provisional driving license is talking about college. So it's all a bit mad. But Freya's house was our first storeroom much to Stephen's joy, I remember at the time. And her, her house, if you show the next slide, we used to rock up like on Saturday afternoons and just make up various things that we were giving away, often through various charities. And your conservatory and your front room really became our base, initial base for Compassion Ministries. So thank you. You live in a village in Northumberland, but through the pandemic, you haven't slowed down, you haven't stopped with your passion for seeing 
the renewal of this uh, region. And I just wondered if you can just give us a bit of a flavour about what you've been doing. I'd love to. Um, I think for me, like, I have three children. My life is pretty busy. And when, um, when things first started, I was like, oh my goodness, this is horrific. I'm now a teacher, a cleaner. My husband used to work away three nights a week. I'm now a full-time chef and he wants lunch. I'm like, I don't serve lunch. Um, you know, and everything like, and then um, we also have three businesses and I had to do the team meeting every day while doing Joe Wicks at the same time with my phone, trying to look like I'm not, uh, you know, I'm fully engaged in the team and geeing everyone up. And I think, I think for me, like I, like, I like a challenge. And so I wanted to keep people challenged and um, motivated. And that's kind of like um, what I have to do in my job and stuff. So I, I set about instantly on our home group. We started doing challenges of different things that we could do. And um, yeah, that was really give us well. A, give us a flavor, a couple of challenges. Just... OK, well, we had, um, we had challenges where you had to contact a business and tell them you were praying for them at this time in their, in their difficulties and things. And so people were doing that. People were going into businesses or emailing, you know, the people that they knew that were in business and just like encouraging them and telling them, you know, we are praying for you. And I think, I think what's at the time when you felt like you were on your own and you were in your home, I've kind of always been very involved in church and like, yeah, let's do this, this, this and this. And actually being on my own and thinking, oh man, do I need church to do this? And I was quite surprised actually at the strength of my own sort of relationship with God. And I was like, wow, I don't need church to be able to go out and do anything I can do this myself do you know what I mean I can do this in my community and I think that really made me think no you have you know this is obviously what we are called to do maybe, maybe this is just a revelation to me all of you lot I've got this like nailed um, but you know I was like you know I can just be active in my community in my everyday life um, serving Jesus and making a difference and uh, tell us just briefly what healing on the zoom and alpha have what you've seen God do oh my goodness Alpha has been amazing. Alpha Online has just been absolute blessing. Um, I have the great privilege of um, leading it with Don, um, who's a wonderful guy that has so much knowledge. Actually, I don't do anything. I just like encourage him, and he does all the work. So Don is amazing. Um, but we, both me and Don, would never be able to run a conventional Alpha course. We um, we don't have the capacity, the time, or actually. Um, the physical ability to be able to do it and so doing it online has just been it's been so good we've had like normally people drop off and we've had like 100% virtually attendance throughout the whole course and we've just we've really wanted to encourage people on the course just to be normal and act um, like things like praying out loud which can be a real barrier things like prophecy and things we've just been like this is normal from the start guys and we have just had a great time and I've had like just one example of the last alpha course I unfortunately had to miss the last session because I was going into hospital for an operation and um, Don just said right guys we're all just going to pray for Freya now before um, you know she goes off and like 
it was it was just I was just blown away every single person on that course prayed for me and out loud in front of everyone else it was just amazing and um, we've just had a wonderful time and healing on the zoom oh my goodness if you are sick if you need prayer if you if you need prayer for anything just join on a Thursday night I can't um, promote it enough it's with all the um, the old team we used to go out on the streets with 15 years ago. Yeah, long time <laughs> ago. Um, we've just have, we're just having a wonderful time praying for people um, that are sick. And it's just, oh, it's just such a blessing. It's just such a blessing. Thank you so much. Thank you. We sometimes text each other when we kind of do the stuff, you know, just to encourage each other on. And Freya told me this week about a lady in a service <laughs> station who started talking to her about having a headache and she'd tried everything. And Freya was like, have you tried prayer? So she managed to pray for this lady in the middle of service station. And we just need to encourage one another on in this together of the kingdom. Thank you so Thank much you. for sharing Thank what you, you have. Thanks. Judo, we're going to quickly see different people hear different voices. Um, Judo has been delivering... Um, food this past year, how has remembering the poor showing up on people's doorsteps, what has God done in you as you have done that, as briefly as you can? Sorry. Um, I think I would say peace, joy, hope for me because I was in a place... um, COVID affected me, the, the whole lockdown thing didn't help, and knowing that that, that, that opportunity was there, um, to me, brought refreshing into my soul and joy. That's, that's all I can say for that. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Faye, Mike, and you want to join me quickly? Okay, here we go. Whoop. Mike and Anne, would you like to come this side? That's perfect. Thank you so much. Okay. Okay, Faye. (laughs) Please, could you tell us, every Monday evening, what you do, well, tell us, not me. I know already. (laughs) What you do and why you do it every Monday evening. Thank you. Well, before I tell you what I do, let me put it in context. I mean, we all know that um, there's um, a regionally unbalanced economy in this country, and unfortunately, the Northeast is near the bottom, if not at the bottom of the list. So really, anything that can be set up to make our money go a little bit further is a good thing. And really, that's where the pantry comes in, because people come to the pantry and they do their shopping, knowing that they will pay 50% or less than they will pay in the shops, and sometimes they pay as little as 5 or 10%. And we're able to do this because of the generosity of people, organizations, Max and Spencer being one of them. So on Monday evening when the shop closes, I go there and I pick up the food and household supplies. And I take that to the pantry on Tuesday morning. And um, why do I like doing it? It's an honor and it's a privilege. Um, you see, the pantry is set within the biker community. So the, the, the joy for me is in meeting people who come in to do their shopping week in, week out, and then you build a relationship with them, and you get to a point in which they feel free to share things in their lives with you, and we also have an opportunity to share with them things in our life, particularly our life as a church, and if there are things we can do to assist, of course, we're always glad to do that. Thank you so much, Faith. Thank you. And Faith's not the only one that goes and collects um, food on the evenings when shops close, but we thank you. And thank you, thank Marks you. and Spencers, for, uh, for donating that to us. Okay. 
you guys, can you tell us one story? We've probably only got time for this. One story each, one quick story of how you have seen the kingdom in and through what you've been doing this week. Maybe at the pantry, maybe somewhere else, but how have you seen the kingdom? Um, well, that was a really hard one, Nicola. There's so many stories to tell, but um, this, this is a story. It started two weeks ago, so apologies for that. So a lady <laughs> came in, and she just started a conversation with me about how, how do you navigate your Bible? And she was trying to find a verse in the Bible, and she didn't know about books and chapters and verses. And so we started this conversation, and we showed her the verse that she was looking for, explained how she could find it. And it led to us sharing our faith with her and to giving her, um, telling her a bit of our story of, of life and, and what we do. And an hour later, we led her into a prayer of committing her life to the Lord. And that was just so precious. I can't tell you um, how precious that was. And um, we've seen her since, and she's bounced around. Um, but this, this Thursday, just as we were closing... She snuck in the door and she said to me, am I too late to shop? And I said, no, of course you're not too late to shop. And she said, will you pray with me? And so we went and, and I said, what do you want prayer for? And she said, prayer of thanksgiving because God is being so good and I'm learning so much about his love and his care for me. Thank you so much, Anne. Mike has already spoken this week. We're just kind of communicating each other here. Just watch Sky News and you'll see Mike Ledger interviewed this week. Find it on our Facebook page. But these guys and so many others who support the work of the pantry each week, stocking the shelves, manning the fort, applying for grants. I mean, it just goes on and on so much. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Anne. And, and everybody. And just yesterday, there's a photograph from yesterday. Um, a few of us were down at the Compassion Centre reorganising uh, and sorting out stuff for grass boots and everything that's going to be happening down there soon and there'll be more information to come. But that's just a snapshot of yesterday afternoon. We think that there were at least 30 person hours spent serving and getting ready to bless uh, this city. We want to see it renewed for the kingdom. We're on a journey, and we are so grateful. And uh, we're going to worship now. There's lots of smiles in this space, and, uh, and that's really wonderful to see. Jeff's going to lead us in worship. As I said, a lot of these songs are going to be songs that have been written and birthed in the church. And uh, to lead into worship, um, Kerry is going to read something or... Yeah, speak out something. She, she wrote, I asked her a few weeks ago, I said, right, we're having this birthday celebration. You have a gift for words. You hear the Lord. Would you please turn into words this moment of celebration for us as a church? So she's going to take that off, Kev. Wonderful. Too short. <laughs> would, you, um, would you do that and then just head straight into some, some song worship. If you are in our venues, we'd appreciate it if you could wear a mask when you uh, are singing out loud. That would be um, helpful for those that are here and maybe feeling more vulnerable or wherever you are. But obviously, it's your own personal choice, but we would, uh, we would recommend that if you can. Kerry. It began with a dream, a holy vision sent from God to join the call of heaven, to partner the spirit in his job. 
Three floors full of people, each one with its own plan, to pour out life and pour out praise and to give out what we can. And through listening and through prayer, through trusting God upon his throne, we took the step, obeyed the Lord, to walk into the unknown. And each journey has a start, the place it all began, preparing for adventure and setting out over the land. And with each step that was taken was a decision to obey, not to stop and camp or turn around, but to keep going just the same. And each journey has its mountain where you're battered by the winds, where you're not sure if it's working and you're not sure if you can win. With each harder step taken was a decision to hold to trust. This is God's dream, his holy vision, and to keep going is a must. And each journey has its soaring where you run out wild and free, where you make long strides in glory and spend each day joyfully. And with each easy step taken was a decision to spread hope, to enjoy the blessings God has brought and to serve and love and host. Through abundance and through trial, through the highs and all the lows, life in your church obeyed the Lord and follow where he calls. And as we grew from four to 10 to 100 and then to more, every person invited in joins in the holy call to join in with this journey, to join in worship, join in prayer, to bring their community and every person they meet there, to bring life to Northeast England and all the people living here, to bring God's hope and kingdom, to bring his compassion and his care. 15 years of journey and the job's not halfway done. We're invited to keep going and bring more people to the sun. And as we keep on going, stepping where the Father calls, we are filled with awe and wonder as we see God move it all. It continues with a dream, that holy vision sent from God, to keep joining heaven's call and partner the Spirit in his job.